Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. <laughs> and we are not alone. We are joined by our beautiful goddess friend, Nike Oria. Hello, Nike. Hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> We're doing <I'm> good. <laughs> yeah. Doing okay. We're doing. How are you doing? I'm doing okay too. Just hanging in there. Yeah. A lot of energy. <laughs> Yeah, this week has been pretty intense. Have you guys been tired this week? I've been so tired. Yeah, so tired. I've been. uh, (laughs) And having very intense dreams. What'd you say? Are you? Very intense. Very vivid. Like out of a movie. Like like where I'm hanging. Every night I've been hanging out with a celebrity. Last night was Timothy Chalamet. The night before was Ben Affleck. I don't even know what. But like I was like talking to them and doing stuff with them. So. Celebrities represent yeah. an aspect of yourself. Just a heads up. Oh, what oh. what aspect? I don't know. You got that's for you. That's everybody's different. Yeah, um, I love dream work. Honestly, I always have intense dreams, like every day, every night. Yeah. It's it's a it's like sometimes I think it's my real life. Like I'll wake up and I'll say, "Oh my goodness." I have to go back to the dry cleaners. And it's like, you never went. That was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Which is perfect. Cause actually with the divine feminine, it's a lot of dream work. Cause like the moon is our goddess. So. Mm. Oh, I like that. I Talk- woke up this morning thinking I was late for something. So I don't know what that's about. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, yeah, what, like, can you speak more about that, Nike? Sorry, I'm pulling up our uh, Facebook Live here on my phone. But can you speak more about the dream work, like, dream work and, like, maybe why that's important or how to do dream work? What does that even mean? Yeah, so dream work is when you are intentionally saying that you're going to dissect your dreams. Um, so it looks like, you know, setting an intention in the, um, at night, making sure that your dream space is clear of any lingering energies. Um, for a lot of us, it looks like not having like clutter, just allowing things to like process through, um, because you also don't know if you're going to astral project, which is also so fun. Um, so setting that attention before bed, um, I also like to do like selenite water before bed because selenite is a moonstone. So like putting it on your temple, don't drink it. Do not drink it. I was going to say, do you drink it? I always always need to specify, do not drink selenite water. Didn't you and I have a conversation about drinking water with crystals in it before, like a long time ago? Yeah. 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 Do not drink it. Putting it on your temple because it's literally like a moonstone. It even looks like the moon. It's like you have the moon next to you. I love it. Um, and then, you know, sleeping and then waking up doing that Sunday night again, I swear, if you don't remember your dreams, set that intention, do Sunday night on your temple when you wake up, start writing and everything will come out. Like everything will come out. And then actually like looking at your, um, after you're writing everything down, like looking at it and analyzing it and seeing any sign and symbols that you're getting and any intuitive hits that you're getting. Um, from any trends or symbols or pe- or people or beings that you meet in your dream, especially if you do it over a week, you'll see there's so many signs and hits of intuition that you didn't even realize because you're literally in a state of consciousness that anything is coming through. You're just mm. so open to listen at that time. It's like the ultimate stillness. So um, I love dream work. I'm it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I try to do it in all my courses because you can even get creative with it um, and setting up your 
space is so fun as well. So, yeah. Can you like uh, use your dream space to manifest? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think a lot of my manifestation happens in my dream space, actually, because I tend to get. Um, and I think it's also like psychic hits. I just know when I have my dreams and something happens, uh, it tends to happen later. Like, for example, I had a dream that my friend was going to have a baby. And um, I was telling her, I was like, girl, I have this dream that you're going to have a baby. But I don't think you're actually going to have a baby because babies and dreams usually means new beginnings, new relationships, something that's entering that's going to be joyful and new. And she was just like, oh, OK, yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, that earlier that month, I had another friend who... I got a hit that he liked my friend and he was telling me, no, like, I don't really like her. Like, mm, we're just friends. And then later in the month, he, he like he came up to me. He's like, okay, I know, you know, yes, I do like her. Don't tell her anything. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so then I go to her and I'm like, Hey, just like, just like to play around. Um, would you ever go out with him? And she's like, no, never. Like, He's not my type. He's not, I like, we're not into the same things. And then a month later, they're in a relationship. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I had the dream with the baby. It was yes. a new beginning. And y'all try to play me. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I knew to always follow my intuition. So, yes. Um, I think a lot of intuition, intuitive hits come in dreams. And actually, I think, I have a theory that's where we start our intuition hit, um, mm. especially if that's a skill you're trying to develop. Yeah. How do we go from, that. and I know that this, I mean, it's kind of related, right? It's goddess. But how do you astral project from dream state? By the way, real quick, oh, everyone wait, you guys in are the- breaking up. I don't know what you said. <laughs> oh, you sounded fine to me, Ambie, but- well, ask that again. How do you okay? How do you astral project in your from your dream state? Mm, I think honestly, from my understanding, from also working with people um, when we're going to their dreaming, I think astral projection looks different for everybody. Mm. Like it's not the same. Okay. I think sometimes we have expectations of like, okay, I'm going to be out of my body and hovering. Um, and then like, this is going to happen and I'm going to be on the moon and then I'm going to be on this planet. But I think for others, it could look vastly different. I would say I probably ask to project every night, not only like, because that's what I feel happens, but also because I've been told that by several psychics that I ask to project every night. And to me, it's just, um, going into another world or dimension. So just no big I would deal. say just going, just um, going it's world. truly Cash about world. your intention and your willingness to receive. Mm. Everyone in the comments is like, oh, wait, now I can't hear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wi-Fi no. problems. Oh, no. We'll wait for you to catch up because everybody in the everyone in the comments is like, saying they're having the craziest dreams. Emily is said, hi, so happy to catch you all live. I've been having vivid dreams this week too. Uh, Alicia says, me too. They've been wild. Alyssa says yes to the vivid dreams. I mean, I, I'm just interested in like why they get so vivid around intense energy times. Like, is it just because like there's more energy? Like, are we more like present in them? Like, do we need, are we supposed to remember them more? Like there's information in them. Like, well, what's that about? Oh, no, we're on a lag. Or it's me. Heavily related to divine feminine work. Because if you're wait, thinking wait. about dreams. Sorry, can you go back? Now I lagged. And now I lagged and I'm the one recording. Can you go back? Sorry. Yeah. I think dream work is heavily connected to divine feminine work. Because if you think about it, your dreams, right? It's your imagination. It's your creativity. It's you visualizing certain things. When we say daydreaming, right, we're saying that we're not connected to this physical earth, which is very masculine, right? Like, I know what this is because I am experiencing it. 
right now I'm walking, I'm feeling, I'm experiencing it. So I know what it is. Whereas your dreams, right? It's a little more abstract. It's not as concrete yet. There's so many things that happen in it that we feel very connected to. And so again, it's like tapping into that femininity first being able to receive um, and tap into that creativity of imagination when it goes into tapping into our dreams. Um, and then, you know, getting even more creative of like, are you jumping timelines? Are you going to other dimensions? Are you becoming other people? I have several dreams where I'm not my own self, but I feel and, and I act like the person that I am, even though I may have never met them. Like once I was a blonde lady who had a child and she had a really cute pixie cut. I don't know. Who that <laughs> I was is. gonna say. I was gonna say. Were you me, Nike? Is that who you were for a second? When did you have a pixie cut? <laughs> I didn't until she said the pixie cut. Oh yeah. She said a blonde, ch- a person with a child, and I was like, <laughs> Well, do you think that's like tapping into other lives, or like, what do you think that is? That's just like, what do you think that is? Um, I find when that happens, I'm tapping into other perspectives Mm. or I'm tapping to something that's going on around me that when I'm in outside of my dream space and my physical space, I am not aware of. Yeah. Because I think things happen around us and then we, it does like, um, we do see it. We do Mm -hmm. recognize it. However, consciously it's not in our peripheral. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's happening around us, but it's not something I'm thinking about in my physical time. And during our dream time, that's when, like, those things pop up again for us to take note of. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, because there's no interference when you're dreaming. You're not – you don't – like, in your reality, it's like – I always talk about this because I'm always getting the hit that I need to, like, stop listening to so many podcasts and, like, create more space and silence. But because I don't, I have so many things to interfere with all the intuitive – stuff coming through. So in your dreams, that's shut off and it's just, which is why it's so powerful to pay attention to your dreams, I guess. What are your thoughts, Nikki, when someone says to you, well, dreams aren't real? Is this life real? I'm not sure. That's my yeah. thought too. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you can say anything is real or Anything's not real. Anything's real or not real. Yeah. It's like it's also with like signs and symbols. Like you could say anything is a sign, honestly, mm-hmm. truly. Like I could say, okay, I really want to sign that I'm on the right path. And then I could see a butterfly and I could say, yep, that's my sign. Like I can make (laughs) anything a sign if I want to. I can make my dreams a sign for anything if I want to. And I can make this physical reality a sign of anything I want to. I mean, dreams physically, like in your brain, things are happening. So they are to that extent, they are real. Yeah. (laughs) Uh-huh. So the things that are happening in your head, it's up to the person to decide. Yeah. yeah. On a, on a kind of similar note, I heard someone say this the other day and I was like, yes. They were like, who's – they were like, why aren't feelings considered data? Like it's the way that I feel. Why – just in terms of like what's real, what's not real, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about things that are scientific or facts or whatever, it's like why are my feelings not considered data? Like there are things that are happening within me. It's I'm getting a feedback response. Like why is that not legitimate, <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah. yeah, that's so true. Why isn't it? And it really goes back to I think – programming and ideas in society that, that we've been raised with, but whatever, we don't need to get into that right now. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a really good question. Um, Cause yeah, who says this reality isn't a dream? Yeah. Honestly, all the time I think that I'm like, I bet this is even real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when I think about, when I start thinking about things in a very literal sense, like a very, uh, what do you want to call it? Like, when I think about things being hard to do or achieve or I kind of get into that mindset, something these days especially just keeps popping me out of it and is like, dude, what if this is all a dream? Like anything could happen in a dream. You can manifest anything instantly in a dream. So what if this reality is the same way? And Mm -hmm. we're told all the time in our world that it is, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. just about us being able to believe that. So that's how I feel about gravity. Is that weird? Like we're just told, okay, I might be going gravity off the rails. is a thing. 
yeah, we're just told that gravity is a thing. We're just told that we can't do these things. But what if we can fly? What if we can levitate? Like, what if we can do these things and we're just told, we're just brainwashed to believe we can't? Mm. I don't think Yeah. Go ahead, Nate. That's what makes me think of, so I use this analogy every time I'm working with a client and trying to tap into their intuition. And there's a lot of self-doubt mm. of, okay, yes, we could say like, I could say this book, it is physical, it is real. Why is it real? I can see it. I can feel it. I could touch it. I could lick it if I wanted to. Cool. <laughs> Um, but the wind, we can't see the wind. We see what the wind does, like the effects of the wind. We can feel the wind. And when you know that when the wind happens, when you feel a gust of wind, you just know it's wind. Like there's no doubt in your mind. That's wind. You're not like, oh, is that wind or is that precipitation? I'm not sure. (laughs) No, it's wind, even though you can't physically see every data of the wind going through you can see the effects of the wind like leaves twirling around and you are so certain that that's wind it's the same with our intuition we can feel things to be true we can even see the effect of our intuition working and things to create them but Mm -hmm. oftentimes we even we just doubt it because we're saying oh because i can't physically see it and might not be real yes that's I love that analogy. So true. Same thing with like oxygen. Well, not really. No, kind of. Same thing with like <laughs> oxygen. There's a lot of things. If you think about it, there's a lot of things in our society and in our world that we just accept that are like that, like the wind. But again, it goes back to what we've been Gravity. told. This is what it is. This is real. This is not real. Right? And yeah, gravity. Gravity. Well, yeah, gravity. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess physically you can't see the state of gravity. You see the effects of gravity. You see the effects of gravity. Right. But who's to say that another effect of gravity is being able to levitate? That could be another effect that we haven't tapped into. I'm open to anything. Listen, my father, he's a mathematician, renowned mathematician in his field. He's looking for the formula to space logical reasonable but he wants to find the formula of space of all of space like wait just like empty space or like outer space all the space already lost me all the space (laughs) all the space like all the space space. yeah like how like all the space including the the physical including us like like how big the, the universe is everything anything everything because there's so many micro and macro things within that even that statement that he has to yeah. digest and look into. Right. Wow. That's a lot. Woo. But yeah, it's that's... not physical. Like he can't say physically, right. this is what space looks like. I'm going yeah. to mathematically calculate it and find like there's it's so tangible. many abstract it's intangible. things. It is intangible. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say this is this is what space looks like. You know, I don't know why I'm holding it in a cup. It's not going to drop out. We're good here. <laughs> like... But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think it goes back into like trust. You trust that it works. You trust that you're not going to float away. You trust Mm -hmm. that you are, the wind is blowing you. You trust um, all of these things that happen, that we breathe air, you know? Yeah, you trust your intuition. You trust your being and you trust your soul. Amen. Mm. I like that. Um, okay, people are commenting. Hold on. That's right, uh, they're commenting. <laughs> Alyssa I said, I've had dreams where I'm floating, flying around, or shoot up high into the sky. I wonder about I the dimensions sense. thing when I float around. Yeah. Uh, Audra says, hi, ladies. Hey. She says, I get woken up almost nightly now with a headache-type feeling. Thoughts? Hmm. What time? Does she know? Because that's a huge. Why does it matter what time? Huge thing. Um, Because certain times of the night, that's when the veil is the thinnest. It's like around 4 a.m. I would say 3 to 4 or even 2 to 4, depending on, um, because you have to also think where in the world, the way of our placement is, is different for everyone. Ooh, good call. She said around (laughs) 2 to 3 a.m. Yeah, I, that's, um, I would say 
and like also feeling into this intuitively, that's when the most information is coming through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when a lot of information is coming through, it can be overwhelming to our being. So we're waking up to get away from it. Oh, what are your thoughts on the dreams where you like, I heard someone, someone told me this once and it always freaks me out ever since. So I'm going to share this to freak others out. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, you know that feeling of falling and it like wakes you up? Yeah, where you jolt awake. Yeah. Oh, I've had that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Someone told me that it's your body, your heart rate gets too low. And so your body's like shocking you back awake so you don't die. And I was like, that feels disturbing. I don't love that at all. Oh, you know, I actually don't know about that. But you said that and that happens to me when I'm awake. Like you jolt. Yeah, it happens all the time. Really? Like, I think I'll it just happened be, to me last night when I was awake. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just be sitting in bed, um, not sleeping or anything, like not even about to go to sleep. And I will be like, Whoop, and I'll be like, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Have you, uh, I've, had... I've never questioned it, I guess, either. I don't know. I've had instances where I'm falling asleep and it felt like someone like grabbed my pillow and pulled it out from under me. And I'm like, okay, I'm up. I'm up. What do you need? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I was remembering the other day? When I first woke, was having my like awakening. I remember I used to lay on my bed and uh, I was like kind of scared to go to bed because for like several nights in a row, every time I laid on my bed, it felt like someone was pulling my feet at the bottom of the bed. Like my legs were literally moving and it felt like someone was pulling my feet like or they were pulling them up or something. Like I've never had an experience. Has anyone ever had that before? I don't know. I feel like I've heard people talk about that, but um, no, no. Okay. I'm alone again. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Alyssa, okay, everybody's agreeing about what you're saying. And Audra said, yes, she almost feels overwhelmed when she wakes up. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, Interesting. Maybe write it down. What are your thoughts, Nike? Like write down what she's feeling or the messages she's receiving to help her like not feel overwhelmed. I would tap into like what happened right before you woke up. If you could remember it again, selenite does wonders, um, and writing it down, and then going back to sleep and waking up and and actually dissecting it, not in the moment. Um, yeah, for a long time, I would wake up every night in the middle of the night, and I saw that's when um, that was a time for me to either really work and being in tune with my intuitive side and working on my femininity, or I had to make a choice of like. I'm not going to do that. And it's actually happened several times in my life, I think. Um, I remember that would happen in high school. And because I was so afraid of getting in touch with that, um, I was just like, nope, no, thank you. Don't want it. Um, And then it happened years later. And I was like, okay, I'm finally ready. So it's also determining, are you ready to tap into that Mm. intuitive part of your being are you ready to work in that in that femininity of receiving um and and being in tune with your intuition and if you're not that's perfectly fine you could also always tell them like I do not want to wake up at this time anymore no thank you um so I I always find that to help yeah empower yourself Mm-hmm. Alyssa Ireland says, sometimes I don't remember. Alyssa says, sometimes I don't remember. Sometimes I'm very emotional or anxious. Um, that's good advice, Nike. Audra, I hope that helps you. Yeah, she says, Audra says, I am so ready. Oh, so. go for it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, now we're all uh, ready to go to sleep and dream. <laughs> <laughs> actually let's talk about the various work you could do for tapping into your divine femininity because my last course that's what we did because we were trying the the objective of the course was using all these tools to tap into your femininity so dream work was a big thing that we did um Mm -hmm. something else that you could do 
where you're getting in tune with your femininity is mirror work, which looks different in the digital age that we're in, which is so fun to do. I actually find like TikTok is the best for this too, because you're literally looking at your face all the time and you're dissecting all these things and you're like editing and putting things together. Um, But mirror work can be really uncomfortable for some because it's when you're really just sitting down with yourself. And again, you're tapping through the stillness of just connecting with yourself, like literally looking yourself in your eyes. I don't know if you guys have done that before, like just staring. Yeah. Yeah. And the depths of your soul. (laughs) It feels, it always feels intense because you see so many things you see your inner child you recognize your inner child Mm. see where you are at that moment and then you see all the things and all the emotions that you may have not been coming up to the surface but then they feel comfortable enough to express themselves to you because you actually have that time and space Mm -hmm. to do that um and sometimes it's hard to even just do with a mirror um sometimes I just do with my phone like if I'm like girl we have to have a talk with ourselves like (laughs) I'm gonna pull up that camera and I'll even talk to myself and express all the things and then like listen back to it because sometimes even when we're speaking to ourselves we're not listening to ourselves Mm, we're in the act of talking and getting it all out but then we're not in the act of listening Mm, and seeing what we're doing with that information. So mirror work is really great if you're um, working on your femininity and working on connecting with your intuition too, because there's so much things that are coming that you're recognizing and that are coming through. And then it's allowing you to actually listen to it without Mm -hmm. any judgment, without any other things coming in, telling you logic, reasoning, this, this, and this, like just really listening to your soul and what's going on. Hmm. Love that. I really like that idea, actually, because you're so I was just thinking about the kind of mirror work that I've done. And you're right. I never I talk to myself, but I don't really take it in like it's because it's two different functions, really. And so um, and and, and it's interesting that this goes like into the feminine, you know, uh, like divine feminine, because it's it's that receiving, too. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm much better at, I think, (laughs) talking and sharing than uh, listening and receiving. So uh, I like that. It kind of freaks me out to do mirror work. Yeah, because it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah, because it feels so uncomfortable and it feels like the veil's thinner for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it's interesting because it does feel directly tied into intuition for me. And it's interesting. I haven't done it in a really long time. Yeah, because also when you think about it, usually when we look in a mirror, it's when we're getting ready or we're brushing our teeth or we're putting on makeup or something like that. And it's like, usually you're changing something about yourself. Mm -hmm. So even with brushing your teeth, you're like, okay, I'm brushing my teeth so that it's clean. Okay, now I'm done with this task. I'm moving on. Putting on makeup. Okay, I'm changing this about myself. Um, All these things looking at my outfit okay I'm like making sure that my outfit is straight like there's no wrinkles things like that and so you're in the you're not actually you're not actually taking the time to look at your bare self Mm. you're taking the time to nurture and recognize all other parts of yourself right but not your bare self like the blank state Mm. and so that can make it feel really uncomfortable because we're not used to doing that with a mirror we're used for to we're used to having a mirror as another tool, not a tool to um, connect with our bare self. Yeah. I've been thinking about mirrors a lot recently, actually. Like, all these questions have been coming up about mirrors because I, like, I've that term, like, hall of mirrors um, has been coming up a lot. Like, how certain things can become, like, hall of mirrors. Like, you're just kind of getting all these different types of reflections back at yourself and it's confusing. You know, like, I mean, I'm saying social media is like that, right? Like, you're getting all these, like, reflections back, different filters, all these things. And it's, it's, it's a bit confusing in terms of your, like, real identity. Um, and then I was thinking about, um, I'm like, when did mirrors first become a thing? Like, like having a mirror to look at yourself in 
when because back you know when we were in um i'm trying not to say tribes right now back when we were in tribes <laughs> but it's appropriate here back when we were in tribes right um I don't think anyone had a mirror. Like, I don't think that was like a thing unless I'm wrong. But I was wondering, I'm like, when did this become a device that we use that was like a normal part of our, our life? And um, and was it of, and is it a benefit or detriment? Because I know anything can be used to our benefit or detriment, but I'm genuinely curious, did it help us or did it start to really hurt us? Because suddenly we're kind of, um, Yes, we are looking at ourselves, right? But you're looking at a reflection of yourself. You're not, it's, you're becoming less present. Uh, you're starting to worry about something out here, right? Hmm. When obviously it's of you, but it's out here. So what do you think about that, Nike? You, a lot of things popped up when you were talking about that in terms of like, I don't know when mirrors were created, but when you said that, I was thinking, well, in ancient Egypt, did they have mirrors? Mm. And then that got me thinking about like gold and things like that. Mm. You can kind of see reflection in gold, right? It's not clear, but I'm sure there's like other things too, like crystals, um, materials, minerals that you could see your reflection. And then it made me think about the story of Echo. Um, which in Greek mythology, that's the way that we have echo to this day. But more specifically, it was talking about um, this, how, where narcissism came from. Um, And I don't know his official name, Narrius, the guy who (laughs) his name sounds like narcissism. We'll just call him narcissism for now. That's a tough one. Okay, keep going. I don't know the Greek (laughs) term, so I apologize. But I will use narcissist as his name. Um, A lot of why he got his name was he was looking in a pond when he was just so in love with Mm. his image. And so to the point, (laughs) he must have been. I think he was kind of cursed. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Okay. Um, I think something was forcing him to like look into at his image um, and his reflection in the water, but to the point where he was just like, yes, I'm so beautiful. And just like staring at himself that he ended up dying and passing away because he didn't even move from his spot. He was just so in love with his Mm. image. But Mm. it wasn't even that he was looking at his bare self because he was cursed. Um, I think the, the way the story went, and again, do not quote me, but it was just like all um, peop- all of the reflections of, of the other village people were being reflected in that moment. So mm. yes, he was a good looking guy and everyone knew he was a good looking guy. And I think all of that energy of them saying he's such a good looking guy and then he's looking at that reflection, that's all he sees coming back at him. He wasn't really um, looking at his bare self. Mm. He was looking at more of that reflection of what everyone else had of him. Right. Yeah. Which that's interesting that popped up. I don't know my Greek mythology, but that came in clear. Interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. We'll have to look it up after. Cause yeah, I mean it's really fascinating because, you know, on one level it's like we're talking about mirror work, right? And we're talking about like looking into your your look look into yourself, right? And and also to to tell yourself like you're beautiful and to be able to say that to yourself and really receive it from yourself. Um and then on the other hand it's like, you know, um I just am curious about like what mirror – because we talk about mirrors so much in the spiritual world, right? Like you being a mirror for me and relationships being mirrors and all these things being mirrors. And eh. I don't know. It's just interesting. Interesting thing to yeah. think about. Yeah. So mirror work. Yeah, mirror work. And at first it's really uncomfortable. Yep. But um, once you get used to it, it just opens up so many things. You start to recognize – so many things about yourself. And I also find that it helps with receiving and also um, even like receiving compliments. Like you're Mm -hmm. more likely to receive compliments when you have sat down with yourself and you can, even if you can't see what they're saying, you know that they are seeing you because you're taking the time to see yourself and Mm -hmm. witness yourself. I like Um, that. 
Yeah. So it just plays into that energy. If you're witnessing yourself, if you are recognizing yourself, that's how other people are going to do it too. Um, we can't change others, right? We can really just work on ourselves and change ourselves. And um, that has to do with a lot of the things that we want to change on the outside. It starts with us first. So um, if you want to start, you know, valuing yourself more, that, and you want other people to value you, sitting down with yourself and telling yourself in the mirror, I am valuable. Um, I commit to remembering that I am valuable. And that's how that energy that you are cultivating on working on is going to just touch everywhere else in your world. And so mirror work is really great for that. Love it. Yeah. And if it's like super triggering for you to be in front of the mirror, try to tap while you do it. You know, find a way to like just like tap on your chest or something. I found that helps. So just kind of calm because like you said, it's like so triggering to like if you don't accept yourself physically, especially. Mm -hmm. It's very Mm -hmm. triggering to look at the things that you judge so much. So calm your – find a way to calm down your nervous system, whether it's tapping or deep breathing or something. I feel like that helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wait. And how long should people – like how long should people spend on mirror work? Like each Mm -hmm. day. I would say five minutes. I like to always wow. start with five minutes. I know it's so long. <laughs> that feels like a long time, but it's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 It's crazy, like, how five minutes for some things. Like, when I'm on the elliptical for five minutes, it feels like forever. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm on TikTok for five minutes, like, it goes by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It feels the things that, like, yeah. help. I guess TikTok does like it's like a stress releaser, but the things that like you have to really work at on changing or like um, improving on just feel like it's endless. Like it takes Mm -hmm. so much time. Yeah. Because you're wanting it to stop. Like really like (laughs) and with TikTok, you're just but that's so true. My fiance will call and be like, hey, I'll be home in like 30 minutes. and I'll be like, "Okay, great. I'm like, I'm not even getting up. And for another, you know, like I have. I'll, I have another like five or 10 minutes till I have to get up and then like 30 minutes will go by. He'll walk through the door and I'm like, that literally felt like three minutes to me. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Showing you how we yeah. manipulate time too. Sometimes yeah, my exactly. legs go numb when I'm sitting down for too long if I cross my legs and I'm like, how long have I been here? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Cool. Um, a- Another facet of work is my favorite, which is very in tune with goddesses, if you're really into working with goddesses, but also with the feminine, and that's moon work, which um, if you're part of the Inner Boom Patreon, you get to do moon work at least once a month, right? With the new moon. Yeah. Yeah. So moon work is so connected to our intuition and to our femininity. Um, if you look in your astrology, um, the moon is feminine. It's the mother and the sun is masculine, both equally important. Um, but moon really helps you tap into your intuition. And when you work with the moon, it's when you're working with your body and your being, uh, you like to do moon tracking with myself and my emotions or even with my own cycle, because, if you if you try this out, you print out a calendar of the moon or any calendar and you mark the phases of the moon and then you track your emotions, it is crazy the cycle that you see. And that's when you really learn how the planets and like Mercury and retrograde and like yeah. the new moon and the full moon, how that really does affect us and why yeah. it affects us. And the thing is with all these energy things for the collective, sometimes, yes, like all something, someone would say something on Facebook or even earlier, Alexa, when you were saying, oh, do you guys feel tired? I was like, yeah, heavy energy. But I remember last recording, you felt tired. And then Andy and I were like, no, (laughs) no. I just, I guess I'm just always tired. No, but for you, if you did your tracking, right? Because we are, Mm -hmm. we're collective, but we're also multifaceted and individualistic as well. Maybe there's something that pops up for you that is a part of your cycle. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, it is that you're feeling these other energies, but that's 
in relation to your relationship with the planets and the energy that's going on. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it comes and goes. It just depends on the cycle. So sometimes, yes, I'll see something on Facebook, for example, and they're like, the collective is going through this right now. And so this is why you may have built dizziness or this and this and I'm like I cannot relate with that at all yeah I'm I'm chilling and then I'll look at my moon the cycle and I'll look at something else and I'll say okay yeah because it's not for you to experience right now Mm -hmm. so it's kind of taking like ownership of our own relationship when it comes to the moon and the planets and the energy um Mm. which can be really helpful especially in those times that we do feel overwhelmed and it's also not putting other people like the power in other people it's putting the power back in yourself of really saying like I know this and we're all experiencing similar things but we might all experience different things as well I love that Mm -hmm. yeah I I also that's so interesting because I got like a I, I this week I've been really triggered a lot by old old wounds have been coming up very acutely like every day Mm -hmm. like a new one And it's also been great because I've been able to address it right there on the spot. And it's not that it just like immediately goes away and I feel great, but I feel like I address it. I feel like I've addressed it. I've done it. And then I feel like the rest of the day, I'm just kind of like processing it, you know, and then I I feel like I move on to the next one. So it's been a really transformative week. But today, uh, one of the biggest, like I was on my morning walk and basically something happened where I was comparing myself to other people and what came up for me was um, like I was listening to a podcast I started comparing myself to someone on the podcast and something they were experiencing and what came up for me was this um, belief of like um, I'm not doing it right like I didn't do it right because I didn't do what they did like I'm not experiencing what they're experiencing right now and I always get left behind like I'm always excluded I'm excluded from like everyone's experiencing something that I'm not type of thing and um And anyway, so it's really interesting that that comes up because it just reminded me of like what I took from from addressing those things that were coming up today was like, that's on their path. And I know this sounds so basic, like, yeah, that's for them and this is for you. But I think that's a big part of what I need to realize in this life is that like, look, like what you have right now is for you, for right Mm -hmm. now, it's the perfect thing for you. And what other people have in their moment is the perfect thing for them. And you're not having the same things because you're very different beings and you're on very (laughs) different paths, even though you're on the same general trajectory, you know? And that's really hard to, for me, accept. And I think Mm -hmm. what I'm picking up from this conversation is that it it really has to do with accepting yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it does feel great to have people identify with your experience, right? And you're like, oh, we're all in this together. We're feeling the same things. That feels, we crave community. So it feels great when we have that. Literally, our brains Um, the way our brains work is like we have a watchdog. Um, This is so interesting because everything I do in the physical world with like my master's program in education always comes back to the spiritual world. Um, But we even had this discussion that your brain is a watchdog that's looking for things that might trigger you and looking for things that might not create a safe space, right? right? And so that's our amygdala. And so um, once we detect that, that it's really hard for any other information to come through. That's why it's really important to create space spaces for children in classrooms, because if they do not feel safe, they're not able to retain new information and build connections on the information that they already know. And so that happens for all of us, right? We all have the same brain function. When our a part of our brain is triggered and it does, and we don't feel like it's a safe space. It's really hard to get new information to come through intuitive hits. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not in tune with that, then we don't realize that we're kind of blocking our own energy. We're blocking our own manifestations. We're blocking our own intuition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Which is why bringing it all back home, divine, the divine feminine is so important. Like, you know, I'm very, yeah. 
uh, Alyssa just said, yes, this was so important in my old job, safe space, safe space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if our femininity, our divine feminine, or just our femininity doesn't feel like if it's, it's in a safe space or it's going to, if it comes out, it will be safe. Of course, we're going to push it down. We're not going to be able to build upon it. We're not going to be able to connect it with our masculinity and other parts of our being because it's not a safe space. You wouldn't go outside if there was something unsafe happening and just say, "Okay, I'm yeah. just going to see what's going to what's going to happen." Like, yeah. That's literally every movie. Someone, yeah. someone's <laughs> like, "There's a weird noise outside. Let me go investigate." Yeah, it just doesn't end idea. well. Yeah. yeah, so why would we expect our femininity to do that? Why would we accept our being and our part of our soul to do that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dang. I like that. Let me go investigate this noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear. All right? You're going to get eaten. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Alyssa says, I'm so glad you touched on that. Didn't even think to apply it to myself. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. What else? Divine feminine work. That's the divine feminine <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Love it. Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And um, other ways you could work with the moon is one of my favorite things to do with also helps with like womb space mm-hmm. is dancing under the moon or dancing when the moon is coming up and the sun is going down. It just feels so okay. liberating. And it just feels so freeing. Um, and of course, generations of women have been doing this, yeah. even though in some situations, like the fact that dancing is banned in some religions or places to me is bonkers. But um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. But um, I think it's because that's when you, really you're allowing energy to just like flow out or to hmm. come through. And so, of course, if you don't want to, if you don't want someone to move their energy, you're going to tell them they can't dance. But I find once you start doing that, that's also when, first of all, you're able to release energy in those lower chakras, which is always our self-work shadow chakras. And it just creates such a freedom. And once you have that taste of freedom, it's something that you look to create in your own life. Mm. Yes. Once you taste it, you want more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like um, earlier in the month when we did that unblocking of a memory, like discovering our, your feminine self for yourself, mm-hmm. tapping into that energy. The same thing when you do the simple act of just dancing, dancing without any judgment, judging yourself, anyone else judging you. Just being one with Mother Nature. I swear, Gaia, Mother Nature, Mother Earth loves when we dance with her. And we acknowledge her. When we dance with the flowers, maybe the other beings too. I'm not really sure. I'm a little little, little scared of connecting with the face since TikTok has all these videos about them. I'm sure they enjoy it too. And so just letting that's when that's when we can really be in touch with our inner goddess because our inner goddess doesn't care they like Mm -hmm. to dance and twirl and they don't care if other people think they're not a good dancer or like they look silly it's just that time to unaffectedly be yourself it's just like tapping to your inner child as well when you're a kid you didn't care you would dance if you wanted to dance (laughs) (laughs) and doing it with the moon literally the moon mother moon right there it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're performing with your for your parents and like you're just excited for them to witness you in that moment doing something that's fun. It's the exact same energy. And so that's one way I like to play with the moon too. That's such a simple way. Mm. That's what I think TikTok is. I like made a TikTok about this. I was like, this is what t- TikTok is literally that and that that feeling you get when you were little, just like you said, Nike, and you just like wanted to perform for your parents. You know, and you just like wanted mm-hmm. other people to like you wanted to make up a cool dance and you just wanted like your parents to clap for you or someone to clap for you. I don't know. Um, so maybe that's also why uh, I don't know. TikTok is like rising is because I was thinking about that, too. There's like a lot more like dancing and creativity happening because of that app and just play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. 
Wow, this has been I, this has been a beautiful episode. So many everybody listening, there's so many like takeaways here, so many things for you to try from this episode. So let us know, you know, what you take away from this and and how you implement it into your life, whether it's the mirror work or the dancing or the working with the moon or the selenite water. Don't drink it. Yeah. Um, don't drink don't it. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. Nike, anything else? You Can want? you buy sel- – I'm sorry. I have a oh, question. Sorry. Can yeah. you buy selenite water? Like, do you sell it on your website? Can you make it? How does that work? So I actually make selenite water. Oh, um, I love selenite. I even have, see, I have it right next to me. I have a huge jug of it with like a huge wow. piece that's actually really intense. Like sometimes I put it on and I'm like, ooh, I feel a little dizzy. <laughs> it's like, I definitely put too much because I just love selenite so much. Um, so my intuition at that time is like, woo, I, all the goddesses come through. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. Maybe. You got selenite but, drunk. Selenite is like really, it's kind of, it's a very pliable mineral and crystal. It's not like super concrete, like quartz or like amethyst. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you could even like scratch off a little, yeah. um, and like this powder would kind of come out and you could put it in water. It's really simple. Or like you could buy a smaller stick. I sold smaller sticks on my site, but, um, they got sold out because it's one of my popular items. So it might be back in stock um, next week, but you can even just put like a chunk of it in your water and you'll always have like a huge base of it um, that you can use. And I also like adding essential oils to it. Um, Like lemongrass is one I really like to add, Mm. eucalyptus. Um, If you're using it for dream work, I would add lavender because it's really relaxing. So yeah. Nike, you should, um, one, you should make a TikTok on that. Two, you should make a blog post on that of like your selenite water recipe. Pinterest. Oh, yeah, I should. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I need to hear that. (laughs) Anytime. You're very creative, though. I love it. Literally, for some reason, blog posts have been popping up. Yeah, Amy, blog posts have been popping up a lot this week about like, because to me, I'm like, oh, blog posts are so like, you know, but what I'm realizing is that like while TikToks and all this stuff are great and I love it, and I think they're great learning tools. I also think that like I'm craving right now, like like written like instructions for some of these things that are coming mm-hmm. online. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I don't know why that's happening. But anyway. Maybe it's a maybe it's how I kept telling everybody six months ago to get their businesses online. Who knows? Yeah. Who Maybe knows? It's gonna be oh, did you? Wow. Did. Intuitive hits. Yeah. <laughs> ah, good times. <sighs> this has been awesome. Nike, it's been so amazing to have you here this month. And um, it's just been, yeah, so beautiful to have these conversations with you and really tap in, in into our divine feminine and bring bring some more divine feminine energy into this podcast and into our lives and uh, last episode. It's the last yeah, episode. Yeah, last episode. We're going to miss you. Well, you'll be oh, around. I'll miss you too. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to see you again, Nike. <laughs> well, how would, you know, you work with people um, with balancing their divine feminine and masculine and you're a coach. And so please tell people how they can work with you. Um, you're doing a bunch of things. So go on. <laughs> Yeah, so always, always, always love when people connect with me on Facebook. That's when you can see all my offerings and we can have conversations. Um, And honestly, I just love having conversations with everyone too. So always open there. And if I'm speaking your language and there's like a stirring in your heart and being, you're like, this is the work I have to do. I do coaching. I have a coaching program. Um, And so you can connect with me on my website. Um, nikeaurea.com that's www.nikeaurea.com and you could set up a coaching call to just see if we would be a good bet um, and then I'm also doing my four weeks course which is divine feminine and masculine integration um, where we'll really be getting into everything that we talked about in the podcast in a deeper level mm-hmm. and it's heavily discounted um, it's typically 
$497 and I discounted it for summertime and also even more to fully get you into your receiving mode. I have a flash sale for inner bloomers where you get an additional $20 off if you use the code inner bloomer. So yes, inner bloomer. It's the time to get it because that price is going up in the fall, back to school season. It's going Mm. up. (laughs) I love that. So, um, yeah, yeah, and there's limited spots too. So I would sign up for that. We have already have some beautiful babes in it already. And I'm super excited for that to start July 1st. You get your first work. It's not, it's always fun. Always fun. Always, always fun. Um, (laughs) And then also exclusively for inner bloomers, I'm offering single sessions of tapping into our divine femininity um, for again, discounted because I just enjoy the inner bloom community so much. Like literally Alexa and (laughs) Ambie, you're my, you're my spiritual um, aunts, because I wouldn't say you're my moms. You guys are (laughs) young and hip. Oh my God. (laughs) We're your aunts. I've never been an so, aunt before. I it love still it. still makes me feel old, Nike. I love you. It's okay. It's all right. going to say sister, but not sister. Not you know, quite young enough for that. That's fine. <laughs> okay. That's going to be on sale, too. This is why I need my again. Go on. Aww. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. No, that's going to be on sale, too, for inner bloomers, too. All on my site. Um, yeah, it's just, honestly, once you tap into your divine femininity, so many things open up. Mm-hmm. And so um, even everything I offered in this month, really, uh, all the it's the basic things. And even if you just take one thing from it, I will promise you, you will bloom. And I would love to see that transformation. So I'm just so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Nike, you're like the funnest. You guys, like if you are wanting to do some growth right now, this is – this is like, I, I just get the feeling from you, Nike, and I've experienced it too, is like you're the funnest fun teacher like and coach. Mm-hmm. You like you like have so much fun and doing this work with someone who has fun but also is like really intuitive and powerful. I mean, that's the best case scenario because you it's, it's hard to grow, you know? So you want to be with someone who really like feels like sees the best in you, knows how to guide you, and also feels light and fun. Like that's the best. And to be in community too with other people who are doing the same, that's, that's so priceless. So mm-hmm. thank yeah, you. Yeah, I took one of Nike's courses and she is a phenomenal teacher, truly. Oh, like, thank you. Really well, I have does. a teaching credential too, so... <laughs> It's official, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Ambie called me literally after she took your course. She's like, um, she's an amazing teacher. Just in case you were confused about the teaching credential, <laughs> your master's degree, um, you get the stamp of approval. So I know that means a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just so grateful too that the work I do in the physical with teaching and teaching kids is also connected to the work I do in the spiritual. Like that's yeah. something that I have immense gratitude for. So mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Well, we have immense gratitude for you. Thank you so much for um, all that you've shared with us this month. This has been awesome. We will put all of your information in the show notes of this episode. So um, you guys can just go into the show notes and click. And uh, yeah, other than that, thank you everyone for watching on Facebook. Thank you everyone for listening on uh, the audio version. Um, And Nike's in our private Facebook community, um, Inner Bloomers. I think, yeah, you're in there. You're yeah. active in there. Yeah. So if you guys, you know, also want to connect with her, you can connect with her in there. But definitely friend her. She's always doing, like, lives and, and posting a lot of um, really beautiful, very relevant content. Um, Ambie, anything you want to share before we sign off? Nope. Thank you, Nike, for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Mm, awesome. Until next time, everybody, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye. Bye.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.